Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. What's the deal, everybody? And welcome to episode 9. That's 10 of the Leisure Time Podcast with your boy iMac. You already know the deal. Special treat for y'all this episode. We got Big Play VA, Vernon Adams stopping by the show and dropping some knowledge. Got some fire sports topics and as well as the trivia question of the day. Ain't gonna do too much talking on this intro. Time to get straight to it now. Here's Jossie with the first topic. On the move, Houston breakup. All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> Damn, Brody on the move. Russell Westbrook has asked for a trade out of Houston. Houston, you have a problem. I ain't gonna lie, when I heard this, I was kind of like flabbergasted about the whole shit, honestly. Like, who would have thought two bros, like from the same city, like they really from LA, linked up with each other. And after one season, decide to split up? Mind you, they didn't have a bad season last year. Won 44 games, you know, got to the playoffs, got to the second round, lost to the Lakers 4-1. I mean, obviously, we all saw that coming because they had small ball. We had AD and Braun. Uh, come on. We all knew what was going to happen during that series. But that shouldn't overshadow what Russell was able to accomplish next to Harden on his side. Russell had 27 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 7 assists per game, and 1.6 steals per game. Brody was still Brody. Wasn't a triple-double, but was still super effective, right? So, you know, a couple of trade destinations, if this is true, I feel like, you know, Russell should consider. The Clippers, been hearing that would be a good destination, I could see that being a good fit, him going to the Clippers. But the only thing is, they would have to give a PG, I'm sure, to get Russ. So a duo of Russ and Kawhi, would that really work? Would that mesh? They're both dogs, but I think that Kawhi would get mad at Russell's style of play. The Hornets, Michael Jordan's team, he owns it. You know Michael love Westbrook. He love him. Westbrook is the athlete of the Jordan brand. He would give him the keys, but do we have enough? Do Russ really have enough to be effective in Charlotte? Yeah, they got Graham. Yeah, they got Monk. But I just don't see it. The Detroit Pistons. Very interesting. Very interesting. They do have Blake Griffin, Thonmaker, a couple of good pieces. The little shooter, Canard, uh, pretty good. But I'm pretty positive if the Pistons tried to get Russell Westbrook, the Rockets want Blake Griffin. So, you know, more likely that won't work. A OKC reunion. This would be a beautiful story. I truly believe Russ never wanted to leave OKC, y'all. I really, truly feel that way. But it happened. And when that PG trade went down, I think that Russ was just like, wow, y'all not committed to winning no more. Let me leave. But in reality, he probably should have just stayed patient. That patience would have helped him just you know, settling OKC, who knows? Him and SGA would have made a killer backcourt. So this could be a possibility. The best fit I feel for Russ and where he needs to go is New York. 
to play with the Knickerbockers. That's who he needs to go. That's where he needs to go, and that's who he needs to play for. The Knicks fans are starving for an athlete like Russ. Come on, man. They're starving for him. Russ fits that whole East Coast kind of grit. You know, one-man show, we're gritty, we're going to fight. New York fans will gravitate to that. And also, mind you, they have a team in the Brooklyn Nets that has his arch rival in Kevin Durant over there. Russ versus Kevin Durant. Russ versus Kyrie. David versus Goliath. The super team versus the triple-double. We will all love to see it. All in all, hopefully he stays in Houston. Him and the beard run it back. And who knows? You know, I'm a Laker fan, so you know I'm picking us over them all the time. But who knows? They could probably be better than the Clippers. Probably be better than the Warriors. But look out for Russell Westbrook going to the New York Knicks. And now, for the first mix of the day, K-Dollar's got something real special for y'all, man. No cap. Shit fire. Eight dollars. Drop that thing, boy. What's going on with my people, man? The Leisure Toy Podcast. I got this Henny and Moscato. Man, y'all gotta tap in with us, man. Hit us up on IG, man. The Leisure Toy Podcast. For real. Henny and Moscato. Shakur Luciano. Let's go. Finished all my day, but they ain't one. We gon' hit them all, we gon' go up. Find a few plots for the tennis set. For that one girl, cause she know what's up. Take a wee shot, we gon' roll up one. We gon' roll up five, we gon' fuck it up. We gon' roll out, we gon' turn it up. We gon' turn it up. We should pop another bottle. So we found to turn up. So we gas, no brakes. Yeah, we got all clocks. When the foolies come through, yeah, we make it all spot. Look, we make it all hot. Like we fell into the pot. Joey pop like gloss. I'm who she wants. She wanna got. I mean, she wanna get. So that game, Joey Frank gon' spit. And my ex in the stain gonna jealous shit. Look, now she wanna talk and wanna love again. But she tried to dish on her poor friends. Look, I'm that guy. She should've known that. Now I treat her ass like a throwback. Now it's you. So my sis has some friends and I picked you. If you mix, I like your head, tell me what is you. You so bad, you so fine, you so beautiful. I heard you so real, I'm trying to fuck with you and not trying to be stuck again. If you roll for your youth, I love again. But look, we can start off as good friends and we both know what's up. Now, baby, is you down to mess around and not fuck with these clowns? Now, baby, is you down, is you down to really mess around? Love. And not fuck with these clowns? Love. Now, baby, is you down, is you down to mess around? Love. And I fuck with these clowns, I fuck with love. Finished all my day, but they ain't one. We gon' hit them all, we gon' go up. Find a few plots for the tennis set. For that one girl, cause she know what's up. Tell me we shot, we gon' roll up one. We gon' roll up five, we
gon' hit them all, we gon' go up. Find a few plots with a turn of sex. For that one girl, cause she know what's up. Till the we shot, we gon' roll up. We gon' roll up five, we gon' fuck it up. We gon' call out, we gon' turn it up. We gon' turn it up. We gon' turn it up. The Leisure Torn Podcast. DJ K Dollar. Let these niggas know that you ain't playing that. That bitch your life, fool. This this little dog. Too cool. It's got dog. Hey, I'ma put the work in to make it flip. What? You gon' put the work in to save a bitch. Hell no, I'm not these niggas on some player shit. Before I let a bitch play me, how I play a bitch. I can't fuck with your film, make no sense. Don't give a fuck about how you feel it, like why you feel like this. Look at shit change, shit, I'm still like this. They be hating on a nigga, but they still like us. Cause I feel like it because She be mad like at a nigga But she still like me Amen. Just take that one word I can see she still typing I These niggas lying about this shit And they still hype it I keep it 100 with my folks I ain't gonna lie about it I Niggas keeping secrets They gonna hide about it So you just gonna hide? When it come to my money I'm gonna slide about yeah. it I'm gonna have my way with it I ain't gonna play with it Bad bitches I ain't fucking with nothing basic Street nigga know some shit Won't never say it Street. Look, I don't get mad I keep it player Hey, about these bitches, I you about your paper. Hey, I'ma put the work in to make it flip. What? You gon' put the work in to save a bitch. Work. Hell no, I'm not these niggas on some player shit. Before I, I let a bitch play me, I play a bitch. I play Look, I can't fuck with your film, make no sense. Don't fuck give a fuck up. about how you feel it, like why you feel like this. Look at ain't shit change, shit, I'm still like this. I like they be this. hating on the niggas, but they still like us. I just pop two pills, just a hard nighter. Night. Party in a rose truck, ain't no Budweiser. And I heard this with your bitch, I'm finna baptize you. Bitch, I feel like DMX, I'm with some rough riders. Rough riders. Bitches loving on me, but these niggas hating on me. Why I come up out the house with all this paper on me? Like all these fucking interviews, all these labels all on these me. Cameras. Yeah, you see me with the clan and my only homies. My niggas. Fucking up these Christians, yeah, I'm a reverend. A reverend. Yeah, I seen you in the club, but you ain't having sex. Light skin foreign bitch, she gon' get selected. Gonna get her. Hanging up on lame hoes, I got a poor connection. I'ma put the work in and make it flip. What? You gon' put the work in to save a bitch. What? Hell no, I'm not these niggas on some player shit. Before I let a bitch play me, how I play a bitch. I play Look, I can't fuck with your film, make no sense. Don't fuck give a fuck up. about how you feel it, like why you feel like this. Look at ain't shit change, shit, I'm still like this. I like they be this. hating on the niggas, but yeah. they still like us. Yeah. yeah, I'm still like this. You'll probably leave your homies just to take a bitch. bitch. I'ma put the work in, I'ma take a risk. Out of town making plays, I ain't, I ain't taking trips. I ain't, I ain't fucking with you lames, it ain't making sense. Ain't making sense. Curtains on the culinary, and I ain't pay for tents. Doing fraud up in Nordstrom's with an Asian bitch. Hoes on me, niggas hating, I was made for this. Taking pictures with my fans on some famous shit. Famous. Blues hanging on my pants like I'm banging like crib. My bitch want her body done, I'm finna make a bitch. Bus clan set the bar and we raise it. Hey, look, I'ma put the work in and make it flip. You gon' put the work in to save a bitch. Hell no, I'm not these niggas on some player shit. Before I let a bitch play me, I play a bitch. I play up. I can't fuck with your film, make no sense. Don't give a fuck about how you feel, they like why you feel like this. Look at ain't shit changed, and I'm still like this. They be hating on the niggas, but they still like us. Yes, sir. Eight dollars. That was fire right there, bro. I like how you did that mix, man. For real, for real. That shit was some heat, bro. First track. That Henny and Moscato. By that dog, Shakira Luciano. Second track. Like This. By True Car, the West Coast Boozy. Featuring the clan. Fire tracks right there. Appreciate that, dollars. 
Here's Jossie with the next topic. Wazoo versus Oregon Preview. Yes, sir. Wazoo versus the Ducks. Washington State versus the University of Oregon. Whew. Hey, man. Let me tell y'all right now, as a former Cook, we get up for this game. Dare I say it, we get up for this game more than even the Apple Cup. Over the past six seasons, this has truly developed into one of the greater rivalries in the Pac-12 and often have Pac-12 North title contention involved with this game. Both teams coming in 1-0. Washington State last week beat Oregon State. On the road, true freshman, true freshman, the first true freshman starting quarterback at Washington State, Jaden Delora, threw for 227 yards, two touchdowns, and on the ground, he rushed for 43 yards and a touchdown. The kid is special. He reminds me of a, a, a Vernon Adams, a Johnny Manziel, but he has that kind of Hawaiian, that, 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 the Mariota, the tour, that kind of Hawaiian cool to him, and I just love it. The kid is a flat-out baller. Straight up. Deion McIntosh, he was rocking that number three. I, I was like, who is number three on the backfield? I only thought that they had the DB. Dang, who has number three? I seen number three in the backfield, and he was toting that thing. He rushed for 147 yards on just 18 carries. And, and what I like is that he just gets straight downhill. It's no Peter Patton. It's no, no, you know... No breaking to the outside. The kid is just a north-south runner. And I feel like the combination of him and now Max, hopefully Max come back this week. He didn't play last week. If Max come back this week healthy, they got them a little thunder and lightning going on for real. Truly special. One thing, though, as I was watching that Washington State offense, I was like, we got to continue this trend. And the trend is give the ball to our leisure time player of the week, Travell Harris. Travell is a straight-out baller. He reminds me of like a, dare I say, like a Tavon Austin type. I know he has a lot to prove to, 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 to probably get that fair comparison, but he's that kind of player. He gets damaged with rushing the ball, receiving the ball on special teams, and the more they get him the ball, I feel like the more that it will ease Jaden into this season. Defensively, I got to get up to my young OGs. Last week, they brought it. Ron, Ron Stone Jr. and Willie Taylor III, they combined for three sacks. And also, the special teams was looking great, blocking two kicks. Now, on the other side, the Ducks. They did beat Stanford in a convincing fashion. At home, they won 35-14. They rushed for nearly 200 yards as a team with Jack West, their starting quarterback, throwing for 154 yards. The team clearly wants to run the ball. And I just see Coach Mastro's whole, Coach Mastro was the running back coach when I was at Washington State. And you just see his whole philosophy in that offense. They want to get downhill. They want to run the ball. And Austin Jones, their running back, he, he looked like he could be the next great running back that come out of Oregon. Mastro knows how to find him. I give him that. Both offensive, defensive lines look good. I test Coach Joe for that. Coach Joe, also one of our coaches that was at Washington State when I was there. It's like Oregon took all our coaches. <laughs> They really took all our coaches, and it's just, it's, just, it's just crazy to me. So, overall, you know, I just think that Oregon lacks the, the explosiveness to hang with us. 
I know they played Stanford and we played Oregon State, but we just look way more explosive offensively. Our run and shoot looks pure, and it looks downright just greedy. Like, we want it all. We're running the ball, we're passing, and Jaden is going to play make, and we're going to do it. They have more talent than Wazoo. I give them that. Oregon have more talent. But I do think we have the better quarterback. And usually in college football, when you have the better quarterback, you win the game. That's just how it is. Defensively, we did give up some rushing yards against Oregon State, some long runs. But overall, we're flying around. In this game, I expect Jahad Woods to have a great game. I expect them to have double-digit tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. That kid is special as well. Overall, I got the Cougs winning, man. You know I'm not never going to pick the Oregon Ducks over us. I got the Cougs winning 28-21 to in Pullman. Let's go. Ha-ha. Now here's Jossie with the next topic. NFL Quick Hitters. Y'all thought we forgot about the NFL? Quick hitters, baby. You already know the deal. Texans at Browns. The Texans need another big win. JJ called them out. Deshaun hasn't been playing his best this year. They need this win. I got the Texans winning 31-28. Bucks at Panthers. This is a division game, y'all. NFC South. The Panthers look good versus the Chiefs last week. The Buccaneers look like the Suckaneers versus the Saints last week. I think they come back motivated. I got Tampa winning 24-17. Washington at Lions. My boy Marvin Hall Jr. been balling. He's been catching his stride, and I feel like he's due for another big game. I got the Lions winning 27-14. Eagles at Giants. The Trash Bowl. (laughs) Nah, nah, it ain't the Trash Bowl. It's just an NFC East game. (laughs) But both teams play tremendously hard. If you look at the Giants and the Eagles, they both play hard. You know, I I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think that the, the, the Eagles just got a little bit more. They just got a little bit more. I got them pulling off in the fourth quarter. I got them winning 24 to 14. Jaguars at the Packers. Jaguars just been bad. They just been bad. And when my dog Minshew not playing, they're really not going to win this game. I got the Cheeseheads, 34 to 20. Bills at Cardinals. Game of the week alert. Game of the week alert. This game is going to be good right here. We got Josh Allen versus Kyler Murray. Two second-year quarterbacks. Young stars finding their stride. Overall, I got the Cardinals going to win this game just because it's at home. Cardinals win 28-24. Chargers at Dolphins. The Rooks battling it out. Tua versus Herbert. This is going to be a good game, I'm telling you. But I got the Dolphins winning. They're playing too great as a team. They win all three phases of the ball, 24-17. to Broncos at the Raiders. The Raiders have been flat-out balling this year. I love what Chucky's been doing to his unit. Chucky is John Gruden, if you didn't know. They're looking real good. I feel like they're just balling on all three phases of the game. And I got the Vegas Raiders winning, baby, 27-20. to Seahawks at Rams. Whoo! Big NFC West showdown. Every time these two teams plays, it's no love lost. They play hard. AD balls out, but Seattle bounced back. 24 to 21. Bengals versus the Steelers. Broadway Joe and the Bengals, they the future. I'm not going to lie. I really like Broadway Joe. I like what I'm seeing from the Rook. But I got the Steelers winning 28 to 17. 
49ers at the Saints. The 49ers are just too injured. I got the Saints winning, 31 to 21. Sunday night football. I repeat, Sunday night football. Ravens at Patriots. Lamar at Cam. I smell an upset. I said I smell an upset. Patriots going to play with some pride, and they're going to show that they're still one of the better teams in the NFL. I got the Patriots winning, 21 to 17. Monday night football, baby. Monday night. Boy, Vikings at the Bears. That boy Dalvin Cook been cooking. Chef Cook. Chef Cook. You don't say Chef Curry no more. You say Chef Cook. This man has been absolutely balling, and he's by far right now the offensive player of the year. My boy Herc been getting some tick, and he's been dominating as well. I got the Vikings winning. Monday night football, baby. Monday night, 24 to 14. And now, for the second mix of the day, that boy K Dollars. What you got for him, boy? The Toy Podcast. DJ K Dollars. Creeping through my window Before you come outside I got the info Took it to the end zone from the end zone No, I love to smoke, you love to lick more Wanna hit the jack, then what you call for? All that out your name, shit, that ain't called for mm. Who that creeping, know the tennis dark All that falling love, shit, got it, Kevin Hart All that speed and fast shit, we might tell apart all that copper rush shit, I might clip a sarge Keep bouncing that ass, you just might get a ward Yeah, if she bad, she get a pass into the tour Passes I through the family, grab the bass, like Janet Ops outside, don't panic, gotta switch, gotta change up transit Still jump around, move fancy, and I still don't like shit fancy Up late, feeling real chancy, the outside really tryna hand me yeah. Who's that creeping through my window? Before you come outside, I got the info. Took it to the end zone from the end zone. No, I love the smoke, you love the lick more. Wanna hit the jack, then what you call for? All that out your name, shit, that ain't called for. Who the fuck is this? Let somebody, baby mama, inside of the bed. While I'm tryna tip. Shotty say she old and got a razor in her lip. Mix my cup and twist one up, I love that ratchet shit She like, 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 I start wrist I start, I start wrist Fuck don't kiss, fuck she fuck don't kiss Look like friends, but she say they twins Jump right in, it's leg room in this bed Ten miles to the crib, you know that's deep I think it's someone out there watching me Who's that creeping through my window? Come outside, I got the info. Took it to the end zone from the end zone. No, I love the smoke, you love the lick more. Wanna hit the jack, then what you call for? All that out your name, shit, that ain't called for. The Bleacher Torn Podcast. JK Dollars. I know, I know, I know that you're drunk. Tell me what you want after this club. You know what you're First 
let me get that introduction. We on the long road to sell destruction. You was so in love, you weren't gonna tell me nothing. Let me get this clear. Creeping on the tennis dog, 5%. Ha! First track, 5%, tent by the dog Travis Scott. Second song, no idea. Ha ha, that no idea by that boy Don T. Two fire tracks right there. Appreciate that, dollars. And now, special interview alert my dog, Big Play VA Vernon Adams. Let's Get it. Yes, sir. I'd like to welcome to the show my brother, my dog, Vernon Adams, a.k.a. Big Play VA. What's the deal, fool? Man, what up, dog? Man, appreciate you having me, man. I know I've been wanting to come over here for a little while now. I've been seeing what you've been doing, man. So just thanks for having me, bro. Oh, man. You already know. I wanted to have you on for that episode eight, man. But shoot, I don't know, man. I just had that uh, that Kobe in me, man, just being from L.A. You know how it is. We both from L.A. You know Kobe was like our hero. So I had to honor him. But I was like, for sure, for this uh, Oregon Wazoo week, I had to get big play on the show. For real, for real, man. I thank you. Thank you for being here, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, Kobe, man. Rest mm -hmm. in peace. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Kobe, already know the deal. So, first and foremost, man, I want to say congratulations to your new little one. I know you got two now. How are you enjoying fatherhood and this time being at home since we usually don't have this time playing in the CFL? Yeah, man. You know, um, it's weird, you know, because usually we would be in season and we would be having scheduled days and... You know, so we're going throughout our day. We know what we're doing every single second. Now, you know, uh, we're at home and we're making, like I, I like to call, halftime adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Um, you go in at halftime and you like, shoot, it's not going our way. We need to make some adjustments and fix it up. You know what I'm saying? So 
at the end of the day, I'm enjoying this time with my family, man, because like you said, we don't usually get this time with our family. So um, enjoying the time and just not taking it for granted and just still working every day. Amen, bro. Amen, bro. And I see what you got going down there with your own facility. I see that you uh, built your own facility, bro. You're training quarterbacks, bro. And I'm just loving that you're you're not being selfish with your game. You feel me? You're, you're, you're giving these young kids the knowledge so that they can be successful when it's their time. Absolutely. You know, I've been played for so many great coaches, offensive minds, defensive minds as well. Been around great players. I've, I've always wanted to be a coach when I was done playing football. And so it's just it's just only right that I start right now in mm -hmm. trying and passing this game down to the young young uh, athletes. So, you know, it, it makes no sense to just hold it all in and not, you know, share the knowledge. Absolutely, VA. So, VA, bro, I know you're from Dedina, Pasadena, California. How was it growing up there, bro? Man, Pasadena, man. You already know where the, where the grass Turnt. is green at. Turned. Yeah, yeah, man. You said where the grass great. is green at, where the grass is where? red at. Shit. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But, uh, nah, man, it was it was good, man. You know, um, I grew up Pasadena, played for the Pasadena Ponies at Jackie Robinson Park, right across mm -hmm. the street from the projects. And, you know, it, it's tough because – Everybody from that park, man, we got so many athletes from that park. And I know I know in L.A. too, but at, at that park, it's exactly. like <laughs> you go left to the projects or you go right and you try to, you know, do something. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and not saying my guys that's in the Jets and, and banging or whatever, not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to do the best they can to provide for their family. Amen. But I'm just saying, like, you know. I went right. My dad made me go right, and, you know, it worked out for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not where I dream to be, which is the NFL, but, man, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm playing football. I'm getting paid to play football, and um, I got three beautiful kids, man. It's awesome. Amen. Amen to that, bro. So, since I've known you, VA, and you, I've known you before you even know me, bro, I remember back in the day uh, around when we was in high school, it was these quarterback camps at Beverly Hills, and I used to go up there with my boy Ken. And we used to always see you up there, too, just throwing the rock, getting better every week, every week, every week. So was quarterback always in your blood, bro? Is that like the position you always wanted to play? Yeah, man. I mean, that's crazy that, you know, I was going to Beverly Hills every week, and that's crazy. And, <laughs> I remember, bro. I remember, man. Yeah, man, to get better or whatever. But, you know, I think my dad always wanted me to play quarterback. I've always wanted to be an athlete and play all these other positions. But right now, like, ever since after high school, like, that's been my position at my heart. Like, that's what I want to do. That's what I know I'm best at. I am an athlete and can play other positions, but I know I'm best at the quarterback position. Absolutely, bro. And, shoot, the numbers speak for themselves. So, like I said, man, you playing quarterback now. You're from Pasadena. But – you don't go to a school in Pasadena. You end up going to a school in Mission Hills called Bishop Alamany. What made you go there? Right. I'm so glad you brought that up, man. Um, you know, it wasn't my choice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm a high school senior and I get to pick and choose where I want to go for college. You know what I'm saying? I'm 13, 14 years old. You know, I'm in the mix of playing at Jackie Robinson, Cross Street from the projects. We hearing gunshots every other night, mm -hmm. fights breaking out, da, da 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 My dad went to John Muir, that's down the street from the projects. I was supposed to go to John Muir, you know, all the homies went there and everything. And my dad was just like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not looking good, man. It's, 
guys gang banging over here yeah. doing this guys doing this you know i'm i'm being a follower at at some point you know you know what i'm saying i'm following my guys like oh i want to do this too i want to be a be a blood i want to do this da, da, da. exactly what i thought you know what i'm saying but then my dad started seeing that he was like nah we're not doing that we're going out here to the private school where it's a couple other pasadena kids out there who started this motion and so once the two kids from pasadena went there before me the year before me and next thing you know my dad saw that he was like, okay well let's see if we can do something else the next year it was like eight of us going out there together so we were carpooling going out there together so like i said it wasn't my decision to go to alimany i would have stayed in john Muir and went john Muir, but it was probably the best decision for me and i'm glad my dad made that decision for me man and, and shout out pops man because i know exactly what he was thinking man he just didn't want you to be in the mix man when you between the ages of 12 and 17 it's so easy for you to get caught up in the mix and yep. um i really think that that guidance man just helped you Propel to greatness, bro, because you may say all this NFL stuff like that, bro. You're great. You're great. You're one of the you're one of the starting quarterbacks for, I want to say, 41, 41 of the professional North American teams, bro. You're one of the starting quarterbacks. That's 32 NFL teams, nine CFL teams, bro. So I think that, you know, you should take some honor in that. So, so, so at Bishop Alemany, bro. You straight up balled. Last two seasons, you threw for over 5,200 yards, 49 touchdowns. You rushed for 1,200, another 19 touchdowns. Was a Sarah League MVP. Tell the listeners about your experiences just at Alamany. Like, how was your experience there compared to your experience at John Muir and growing up in Pasadena? It was really different. You know what I'm saying? Going out to a private school where kids got money. They got all the money. They got nice cars. They driving BMWs already. I'm getting dropped off by my Nana or, my, or somebody carpooling or something. And, um, you know, so it was, it was it was different. You know what I'm saying? Being around different cultures, you know, more more white people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. You know what I'm saying? They, they, it was fun. We had a good time there. Uh, I got to meet some friends there. They got to show me some things I never got to see growing up, you know, with they, with everything they got. And so, um, it was an, an adjustment, you know what I'm saying? You had to adjust to, you can't just go in and, and it sucks, but you can't just be yourself. How you <laughs> exactly. Yeah, know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, you just have to you have to adjust, you know, and some people can adjust. And I had a couple homies from Pasadena that came out there and had to transfer back because they couldn't adjust. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it was just it was an adjustment, but um, it was good. It was good, though. So in a sense, you, is it fair to say then, VA, in a sense that that was kind of your first taste of the college experience in a sense? Like being away from the hood, like going to a place, an area that you were unfamiliar with and being around cultures and ethnicities that's, you know, that wasn't common to you. Would you say that was kind of like a, a, a pre-college course in a sense? I would definitely say that. Uh, now that I look back on it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm leaving, like you said, 20 minutes away now. Mm-hmm. And and I did live in Pasadena in my first year. I went to Alamany. Mm-hmm. Um, then we moved out there to the Valley. But mm-hmm. it was just, like like you said, it was a pre-college because the only thing you just, I'm just not by myself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm not like with nobody I know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it, was, it was cool. I feel you, bro. So, <clears throat> bro, after putting up those crazy numbers, man, I remember you used to go to all the camps. You was ranked, all that. You was overlooked by some Pac-12 schools, you know, due to your metrics. You know, which is BS, but it happened. Were you pissed off at that moment, or, or did you did you kind of see it coming in the sense that you wasn't going to get these big time, you know, Oregon, USC kind of offers coming out of high school? No, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Um, 
you know, my coach, my high school coach, Dean Harrington, kind of told me, he was like, look, you're a short quarterback, but you're talented. So I think you're going to get somebody. It may not be, it may or may not be a D1 big school, but I think you're going to get somebody because you're talented. So um, at the time, you know, I was like, well, as long, hopefully I get one, you know. Now that I look back on it, I, I don't think I would want to be one of those guys with 20-plus offers and having all that pressure on you as an 18-year-old. you got all these coaches lying to you, saying, oh, we're going to do this for you, we're going to do this for you, we're going to do this for you. Da, 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 da. It's hearing all this stuff. You know, I only had two offers. So I only had to hear from two coaches. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's just much easier, you know what I'm saying? So I was just blessed and thankful to get two offers from uh, Eastern Washington and Portland State. Man, two great colleges as well. And I – you know what, man? That shows your level of maturity you had at a young age coming to grip with that and, and moving forward. And I, so I want to uh, say thank you to that, man, or I appreciate, I'm appreciative of that because, like, I don't know. When I was that age, when things didn't go right for me, I just got real mad. I was pissed off. I just kind of quit. But to hear that from you, it seems like your mindset was already like, I'm going to college. I don't care what college I'm going to go, and I'm going to ball. Right. And so and let me just touch base on that a little bit mm -hmm. more. Like, I remember – my dad was just telling me, he was like, listen, if you don't get a scholarship, we don't got money to pay for school. So you're going to have to get you a job and you paying rent here. And mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't ready to pay rent. So I said, listen, let me get my stuff together on this field, in this <laughs> classroom, and let me get something, uh, man. Get the something. father's guidance, man. You got to love man. it. The, dad guide, so, the black dad guidance, man, is undefeated. Yeah. I swear to God. Yes, sir. All right. So... <clears throat> So you decided to go to uh, Eastern Washington, bro. You redshirted your first year. The next year, they pretty much handed you the keys. You played with guys like Cooper Cup, Kendrick Bourne. You know, overall, your numbers was just crazy there in three years. You passed for over 10,000 yards, 110 touchdowns, you know, rushed for 1,200 yards, another 11 touchdowns. So how was your experience at Eastern Washington, or should I say Cheney, <laughs> Washington? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, now that was an experience, man. When I when I took over as the starting dude, like it was crazy because they started treating me. First of all, it was a culture shock, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I came from the city, from LA. Then I go to little old Cheney. It's a small town, and and it's a little country town. So it's like I'm seeing cows and goats and all this stuff I ain't never seen before. And shit. I'm, exactly. I'm just seeing pit bulls and whatever. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I see all this stuff for the first time. I'm going I'm going uh right white water rafting, all this stuff I've never done before. So it was a great experience again. I loved it. Uh they treated me so well out there like a king, man, everything, man. And uh like I said, I loved it, man. I got my degree from there. And I was like, man, let's, let's, let's step it up. <laughs> hey, man. So, so before before we move to the next step, which was, honestly, you had some big cojones to make that step. Most people in your position wouldn't do that. They wouldn't live. They wouldn't move from that security, that, that, that comfort to go to a hostile, competitive environment to go compete. Because you wasn't promised shit. I know that they didn't promise you nothing. So I know that, that it took some, some, some guts to go to Oregon, which you did. But before we talk about that... I want to touch back on your games that you played in 2013 and 2014. And to me, VA, I feel like these games were your coming out party, bro. So in 2013, you played against Oregon State at Oregon State. You passed for 411 yards, four touchdowns. You rushed for another 107 and two touchdowns. And I don't even think that you probably know this, bro, but I did some research. And you was the first ever FCS player to be included in the Heisman straw poll. How was that game, bro? That's the first game I want to touch base on. 
Man, that game was fire, man. <laughs> we went out there. <laughs> we first of all, um, our our we we left the day before, and it took us thir- thirteen hours to get from Eastern Washington to Oregon State. And it normally does; it only takes like seven or something. But we yeah. took a bus, and it was traffic and all this other thing. So we got there late. So you know, we was on the bus for thirteen, fourteen hours. So you know, our we tired and wow. everything. So, we supposed to lose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we get out there, man, and we we ball out. We did our thing. We won 49 to 46. Ran it up on them. Ran and, uh, up, <laughs> yeah, man. Ran That's up bad. a bag on them, bro. I swear, because I was at I want to say <clears throat> I was at Washington State at the time. I redshirted, but when we played Oregon State, we watched that film extensively, bro. And just the like, oh my god, I was like, Connor can't do this. <laughs> Connor can't do this. <laughs> I was like, Holiday, my dog, but I don't think he could do the same stuff that this dog VA was doing. So that was a great game. And then I want to touch base on that 2014 game. So let me give some people a little context about this game. Mind you, in 2014, UW had the likes of guys like Shaq Thompson, Marcus Peters, um, 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 Danny Shelton's. Just some fucking ballers, bro. Straight Buda up. Buda Baker. So many ballers, bro. In that game, you threw for 475 yards. And seven touchdowns. Fun fact, you know that that's the most touchdowns a Husky defense ever allowed in the game, bro? Did you even know that? I do. You do? Okay, okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. so, so tell me about that performance because, you know what I'm saying, being Eastern Washington coming to big old Seattle, they thinking that they're going to hang 50 on y'all. How was that game? Um. Well, they did hang 50 on us, but um, oh, yeah, it, was like, did. It, it was like 58 to 52. <laughs> yeah. So there was no defense being played at all. Yeah. But, uh, man, that game was fun, man. It would have been my top favorite game ever if we would have won. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But we lost by six. We had two fumbles on offense. Um two of our players you know what i'm saying so i think if we didn't lose those fumbles we, we possibly would have won and uh mm-hmm. yeah like i said like you said man that, that defense had like six five or six first rounders on that defense man, so talented uh, bro and yeah man so it was yeah it was fun though man going out there to seattle and you know getting all the fans riled up and i love that man i love going i love away games man <laughs> Just going crazy and having the fans talking smack to me and then showing me respect after the game. Like, I just, I love it. I oh, love trust it. me. I I know that you love away games because um I was on the couch this year and you took a trip to uh, Calgary, Alberta, and uh you ruined a lot of uh nights that night. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so at the end of your red shirt junior year, bro, you graduated, got your degree. So, you decided to transfer from EWU. You ended. You decided to go to Eugene, Oregon, to play for the Oregon Ducks. What made you want to transfer from Eastern Washington, where you were the man? You were the. I don't like. I don't want to compare you to another player, but you was in a sense like the the Mariota of the FCS. You get what I'm saying? You was that guy. And to leave that to go to the unknown, what made you do that? I mean, you know, they came and got me. They was like, man, come on, man. We think you're the next best player after Marcus. You know, Marcus uh, Marcus is leaving after this year, his junior year. He said he's done enough, so he's leaving. And we think you're the next best quarterback. You know, obviously you got to come earn it, but we think you're the next best thing. So you could be the first one to come from FCS up and start, you know, as a quarterback. So I was like, shoot, let's do it. Man. It wasn't that easy. It wasn't that easy of an answer, though. Too. Let me just look at yeah. that. It took like three or four weeks to really make my decision on that. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you built so many great relationships. I mean, Cup 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like Cooper Cup would have been Cooper Cup regardless of probably who was the QB. But y'all, y'all made each other in a sense, bro. That connection was beautiful. Like, yeah. let's not cap about it, bro. Like, that was something. That was a thing of beauty. And to leave that, to leave that shorthand receiver, that and 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 for him to lose his his gunslinger, I'm sure that that was kind of like, damn, I can't believe he ain't gone. Yeah, definitely. He was definitely my safety blanket, and and he did a lot for me. You know what I'm saying? He did more for me than I did for him. I think. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> That's he, He's a dude. He's a dude, man. He's Absolutely, dude. I see it every Sunday, man. So. You go to Oregon, bro. You start off hot. Ironically, <laughs> your first game at Oregon, you fucking play Eastern Washington, bro. How the hell was that game day? Man, it felt like practice, man, because I was at Eastern for so long, and it's like I'm out there and I'm going against Eastern. It's like it's like this shit felt like practice, you know. And so, <laughs> uh, but it was fun, man. Went out there. I ended up breaking my finger in that game. That was the only thing that wasn't fun, but. Other than that, you know, we got the win, and uh, it, was, oh, it was straight. Oh, man, I remember that shit, bro. And then you went to go, bro, because honestly, let's let's not cap. You know, let's not cap. If you don't get fucking hurt in that game, bro, y'all beat Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, pro- y'all probably beat Washington State. <laughs> but let's be real. That, 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 man, because you was on a roll, bro. You was on a roll. You get hurt from Michigan State, but then you come back with a vengeance. You come back with an absolute vengeance and take the Pac-12 by storm. So how was it playing in the Pac-12, that competition that you faced in Eastern compared to that competition you faced every night in the Pac, which you dominated? Man, it was a great experience as well. Um, I felt like talent-wise, like overall talent-wise, I felt like a lot of guys from the FCS can play at the Division One FBS level. Amen. Um, the difference was was just the speed. It was dudes that was just way faster at the FBS level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Coop can make the same plays that Braylon can make, but Braylon's speed is different from Coop's speed. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, it was just, it was different like that. Um, but, yeah, and then you got guys are bigger as well. But other than that, man, that shit was fun, man, going out <laughs> there. Me, I'm the type of dude, people have always doubted me. People always man. went down on me. And I love that shit, bro. I love pressure. Pressure is a privilege. Not everybody can handle that shit. Not everybody can handle it. Me, I'm handling that. And I love to handle it every single time. That's why I love away games. Man, bro. (laughs) And honestly, I can see the juice you get when you play away games. It's just like, obviously, me being on teams with you and just watching you playing in the same leagues as you. Bro, you always show up on the road. So, I can always bank on that with VA. Um, So, you know... You started, you ended up, due to that thumb, due to that finger injury, you ended up only playing 10 games at Oregon, but you threw for over 2,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, and was honorable mention Pac-12, was newcomer Pac-12 the uh, player of the year. You've won some great accolades at Oregon as well. And then all of a sudden, you know, February comes, it's time for the combine, conference draft time. What would... What were you what were you thinking entering the combine, entering the draft process? Did you kind of feel that you was gonna get a fair shot or did you feel like it was always gonna be an uphill battle for you? Yeah, so I had two feelings, you know what I'm saying? For me, um I kinda always knew that I was undersized, even like coming out of high school, like I said, I knew I was small and I was only gonna get maybe one, maybe a couple offers or whatever. So same with the NFL, I was like like before I went to Oregon, I was like, All right, I'm on the BC Lions neck list, I know at the very least I'm going to the CFL. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I know there's politics and everything. Then I went to Oregon. 
And when I got to Oregon, all these agents was hitting me up in the middle of the season and everything. Then that would kind of like pump my head up. I was like, oh shit, like I might go to the league. Like, <laughs> like then we won seven games in a row. Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh man, like, you went on the streak, bro. You, you went on the streak. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, then after the season, I got people, donors, throwing me money, throwing me money for my jerseys, doing this, da 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 da. I'm walking around with like literally like 40 to 50 thousand cash in my in my bag in my pocket like oh that qv life guys yeah so i'm like so i'm thinking i made it already but this is where it gets tricky this is where i can never blame anybody else for um me not being drafted or being in the nfl right now because during that draft process from january 2016 to march 2016 or april 2016 when the draft happened I was not training the way I was supposed to be training. Like mm-hmm. I said, everybody was throwing me money. Agents were saying this and that. I'm getting sponsorships here. I'm getting cars here. Da, 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 da. Like I already made it. So I'm like, shit, I'm at the club every weekend. I'm da, 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 da. like you know, just living the, the pre-draft process, mm-hmm. the life. You know what I'm saying? So I blame it all on me, man. I was out there drinking and just partying at the clubs, man. I, I was weighing 220 at one point at 5'10", and I'm like, hold on, man. Like, I'm a bowling ball. Like, I can't... I, I had to weigh on... I had to weigh in in, like, three different scales to make sure that was right, and then Damn. I had to go lose that real quick, you know what I'm saying? Because I look sloppy, like, everything. Like, you go look at the pictures from Combine. My, my oh, face yeah. is fat, everything. So I'm just like... Man, I, I wasn't gonna bring it up, bro, but you feel me? That Combine performance... Man, I knew that wasn't you, bro. I knew it wasn't yeah. you, bro. You feel me? Because I know you. I played. I played like I played against you. I played around you. You still feel me? And like, I know you didn't put your best foot forward at the combine, but because if you did, because if you did, bro, I really felt that you would have went top three rounds. Honestly, bro, I really do feel that way. What do you think about yeah. that? No, I mean, I appreciate you saying that, and I feel like I would too. I put at least a top four, like four yeah. round or something, because, and that's why I tell dudes all the time, like. Like, it'd it be guys who, great example, Marvin Hall. Mm-hmm. It'd be guys who don't even play, like, that much, that much during their career at college, but they kill it at pro day or Man. at the combine. And then they get an opportunity, and then they stay on. You know what I'm saying? Marvin played, you know what I'm saying? But he didn't play as much as, like, Jay Don yeah. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, it, and it's like, and I tell cats all the time, hey, I've probably got top, 15 best stats in the history of college football and I didn't get drafted so that is telling you y'all need to take the draft process serious you need to lift you need to look the part you need to act the part and you need to do your job amen amen I'm glad you brought up Marv man that's honestly Marv is like my go-to example because I know because of course I'll be training at uh, FSP a lot for sports performance out there the dog Tracy I'm training there a lot and you get a lot of guys that come for the combine process and and when they don't get picked up after the draft they get super discouraged and the first person I always talk about bro is Marv Hall because dude on God bro I remember I just got cut from the Falcons he just got cut from the Raiders we at Rowley Park over there in Gardena bro we training and this is when I just signed with Montreal like a week before and we training I'm like Bro, you ain't going to get on the CFL vibe, right? He was like, nah, bro. I'm going to be patient, bro. I know God got me. I know I belong in the league. And bro was patient. And then he didn't get called all the way until week 16, bro. He got picked up by the Cardinals, and the rest is history. That is, That's it? Yes, bro. It's just like that. That He's a perfect example, bro, of just like of just like freaking, I don't know what to say. Like, just, a, just, just, just not quitting, bro. He's just a good example of not quitting, bro. So... 
after the whole NFL experience, you know what I'm saying? You didn't get your shot, the fair shot that I, that me and you believe that you should have got. You know, just hearing from you, you said that if you would have put in more work, you would have got that fair shot. So it takes a man to even acknowledge that. Um, so you would decide to go to the CFL in the Montreal Alouettes. Tell me about your first experiences in the CFL and how did you feel about going to the CFL rather than the NFL? Right. You know, well, right after the draft, had my family there. You know, I was upset or whatever. Um, I did two mini camp tryouts, the Seahawks and the Redskins. They didn't work out. And I actually balled out at both of them, better than the quarterbacks that they had there. And that's when I knew it was a lot of politics in this game. Mm-hmm. So then I just I said, all right, I'm going to go to the CFL. Went up to Montreal. Uh, when I first got up there, you know, it was my first time even really looking at the CFL game, touching a CFL ball, anything. So my first day – like first month out there, I'm, I remember my first one-on-ones I did. I'm throwing a corner route to the field, and the ball drops like five yards short of the receiver and skips to him. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> like I gotta throw this, like I gotta yeah. throw because the field is wider, the field is wider and it's longer, so it's different. You know what I'm saying? You throw it to that field when you're on the left hash and you throw it to the right all the way Ooh. to the field, man. That's you gotta have throw. some strength, or you gotta put it out early. Because it's crazy. So that's my first experience, man. I seen that. And I was like, oh, man, I'm trash. And, like, my first two months out there, I was like, this game is just not for me. Like, I'm trash. Like, Nick Lewis, like, Deron Carter, all these dudes used to be clowning me all the time. <laughs> when I was a scout team quarterback, they're like, how you play quarterback, but you can't even throw the ball? Like, they yelling at <laughs> And, them, and them two are some trash talkers. <laughs> yes, you know them two. They trash talkers to the full of it. So I'm like. Oh my God, I'm getting, I'm embarrassing myself out here. I'm doing this. I'm about to get cut. Like everything. So, you know, we went through that first season. I was the running quarterback, uh, slash third, third down quarterback. And, um, you know, I didn't play the whole season mm-hmm. until the last three games. I played the last three games. They yeah. finally let, we weren't going to the playoffs. They said, all right, let's see what the young rook got. I go three and oh. We yeah. went all three of those. It was the first time we won even two in a row. The whole year, we didn't even win two. Oh, in a I remember. Row. It was bad. And, you know what I'm saying? And I went 3-0. and I want to say Cato was the quarterback before you there, right? Yep. 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 We had Kevin Glenn first, and they traded him, like, fourth game of the season. Then Cato was a quarterback for the next, like, 10 or whatever. And then after that, that's when I came in. So, VA, how disappointed were you when we – because, fun fact, y'all don't know, in 2017, me and uh, VA was at training camp together for the Montreal Alouettes. And – um. You know, me going in, one of the big reasons why I even signed with my trap because I knew you was there. And they signed a guy named Darian Durant. No disrespect to Darian Durant. He's a great cup winner. We're not trying to disrespect them by saying this. But how disappointed were you when you felt, when they didn't give you a fair shot after winning them three games at the end of your rookie year? I was very disappointed when I found out that they signed him only because I was a young rookie. I won those three games in a row. And what I was told by the coach was, okay, we're going to move forward with you and see what's going on. And then next thing you know, I just see the Darian Durant signing, you know what I'm saying, out of nowhere, which I was like, okay, that's understandable. Like, he's getting older. Like, he's going to come over here and probably be our guy or, or show me how to do it right or whatever, da, da, da. And I talked to our head coach, Jock, mm-hmm. and he told me, he said, this is like, we're just bringing Darian to come over here to, like, help you out and – and things like that, but you're you guys you're still the guy right now. Da, 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 da. But then, uh, 
hour, two hours later, I saw an interview with Herb talking to Jock, talking like, and Jock saying, yeah, Darian's our guy. He's the starter. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so then that's when I go crazy. Like, you know me, I'm a Twitter extraordinaire. So I go crazy on Twitter and, and just start talking, whatever. Then after that, I was like, all right, whatever, you know, and they traded me later on that year. And I was back. Yep. So you went to SAS, you had a stint there. Um, you went to the, the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats was there with a guy named <laughs> Johnny Football, of course. You know, that whole Johnny Football CFL craze that they have for him. Really don't know why they had it, but, you know, who who cares? That's another story, another interview, another time. So I just want to fast forward to last year with Montreal, your last season. So last year, bro, you played, you started in 15 games. You threw for 3,942 yards, 24 touchdowns. You rushed for 394 yards, <clears throat> I want to say 394 yards, and 12 touchdowns. How, what mindset did you take in going into that last season that you just had with Montreal, and what kind of confidence that season uh, gave you moving forward now? Yeah, so um, going into the 2019 season, my mindset initially was that this could be my last opportunity to be a quarterback, a certain quarterback, since I've been on three different teams, been traded around the league, um, you know what I'm saying? I haven't really stuck anywhere. So I was, I was thinking like, damn, this might be my last opportunity. I need to show them what I got. Um, we resigned all of our quarterbacks last year. Pipkin's probably going to be the starter. Yeah. I'm probably going to be second string, and I need to go prove myself. So we get to training camp, and when we get to training camp, they put up the roster, the, the depth chart, and – the depth chart had me number four on mm-hmm. the depth chart. And I was like, I literally said, whoa, in the whole offensive meeting room. Like, I'm like, whoa. And then after that, when I seen that, bro, my whole attitude and mindset changed. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, nobody on that team in the organization at Montreal wanted me on that team. Not Kahari, not Davis, not only person that did want me there was our head coach who got fired before the season, mm-hmm. um, Mike Sherman. Yeah. He was the only person who messed with me. Not our, I got into it with my, with my equipment manager one time, and he told me, he said, nah, it's all right, yeah, you're not going to be here by the end of training camp. He told me that. Oh, his, uh, the, the redhead dude, right, Greg? Yeah. Oh, Greg, shit. Yeah. So if he told me that, that means, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. training camp, all the coaches and equipment managers, everybody come together and they talk and they see, they talk about players. What do y'all think about him? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, if, if he's saying it, you know, they're talking about me not being there. Right. So, so I'm like, all right, bet. So when I seen our sports on the depth chart, Bro, I literally didn't talk to nobody all the camp. I like I was only to my room and back. I was putting in extra work. I was doing my job and that was it. And if you ask everybody on our team right now, if you had them all on the podcast, you say who should have been our starter at the beginning of 2019. I swear to God, everybody would say me because they know they know I went out there and I did my thing, bro. I I, I was respectable. I was. Everything, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You but played Davis the role, man. You played your part. You played the role. I played my part. I did my job. I did everything. But Cavis didn't like me. And then that was that. So Cavis started his duel. And then I got moved to number two when the season started. Um, knock on wood, you know, my boy Pip got hurt. You know, I never liked to see nothing like that. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I wanted to play, but I never want to see nobody yeah. get hurt to play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he got hurt in the first game, and I came in, and, 
did pretty well. Then the next game, got blown out 41 to 10 that I started. And then that's when I was like, shit, this might be my last shot. And that's when we kind of picked it up and went on a roll from our third game and then kind of just went into the Cardiac Boys. <laughs> the Cardiac Boys. Hey, man, y'all boys was so hard next year. I mean, last year, so VA, I know you ain't been watching Wazoo football, man, but they got this young quarterback from Hawaii, man, named Jaden Delora. And, bro, he reminds me of you, bro. RPO kind of guy. Fakes the ball so well when he's doing his read pass options. Throws the ball with timing, with, with great velocity, great accuracy. And, and guy, if you get a chance this weekend, bro, to watch that game, bro, please watch Washington State offense and just look at number four, man. I think you'll appreciate his game. Yeah, I definitely uh, – I watched him last week do this thing, true freshman. Um, he's going to be nice. He's going to be nice, and he's going to be um, a top quarterback by the time he comes out his senior year. You know what I'm saying? So, I just saw – you know, he, he's a young quarterback, so I've seen him a few times just staring down one receiver yeah. and things like that. But like I said, he's young. He's young. He's got older receivers who I know sometimes where when I was with older receivers, they would try to not bully me, but be like, come on, man. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, give me the ball. Give me the ball. So that could be that to him just locking on the receiver because I see body language. When I see body language, like – like, I've seen one of the plays where the quarterback was moving around in the pocket and he threw it a little bit behind the dude and it hit his hands. And the dude, like, did this body language. Like, man, yeah. get out in front. Da, 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 da. And the next series, he was staring at him and then almost forced a pick. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I see all that stuff. So he just got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I could talk to him, I want to talk to him one time and just tell him to stay calm because I know he's going to be straight. All right. But, and and now at the end of the interview, VA, before we get going, can you tell us a little bit? I know you started your own kind of fitness program down south in Washington and Tacoma area. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Um, my wife and I, we just built um, a gym in our garage, put turf in there, racks, everything that you need for like a performance center. And, uh, you know, I train quarterbacks and receivers here, and we lift in the morning, every morning, 6 to 8, my little group. And then if anybody else was to come, they hit me up throughout the day. And, uh, yeah, man, that's it, man. We're just trying to get back and pass this knowledge down and work at the same time. Amen, man. Do you have it, folks? The big play, VA interview right there, man. Appreciate you being on the show, bro, bro. Yes, sir, bro. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Fire interview right there with my dog, VA. Appreciate you stopping by, bro. Trivia question of the week is a prediction. Predict the correct score of the Ravens-Patriots game for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. DM it to the Leisure Time Podcast on Instagram. Do you have it, folks? Episode dime, that's 10. Now, song of the day, we got that activated by that dog from Pasadena, Bullet. Let's so, get it. So. I'ma hit the streets after I take a we'll shower. Take I might get your house smelling like gunpowder. Power up, power up, power up. She took a line in the car, she powdered up. Power up, power up, power up. Her whole girl popped a molly, now she's yeah, stuck. If the law put me around, no shit. Niggas talking to the pigs, that's some hoe shit. Huh? Bitches staring at my pants cause they wanna fuck. Yeah. And they baby daddy sick cause they know what. <laughs> Got my hammer on my hip, trying to two-step Pop the trunk on the nigga, let him feel the let tech feel the You in the field with these hoes like they need a rep Trickin' all on these bitches, giving them your check what? I'm the same young nigga, told you don't be cuffin' And kill any snitch, cause a rat ain't nothing. Hoes love 
love it, so the niggas hate it. If it's an issue, we initiate it. We in this motherfucker getting activated. We in this motherfucker getting activated. Hoes love it, so the niggas hate it. If it's an issue, we initiate it. We in this motherfucker getting activated. We in this motherfucker getting activated.